one of the biggest reasons why I'm an entrepreneur and self-employed and run a company is because I have the flexibility and the, the, the command to be able to manage my schedule the way I need it to. Mm -hmm. So, because most importantly, I do all of this for my children mm -hmm. and to be able to provide for them, but also to be accessible. I did not want to ask permission to be available for my children. Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible Paul podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it? Or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible Paul store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to incredipaul.org, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-Paul.org, and click on the store link. Or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredipaul shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredipaul look. Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Welcome to the Incredipal Podcast. And now, sharing his expertise, experience, and excellence with the world, here's your host, Paul Ferrandi. Hi, I'm Paul Ferrandi, and welcome to the Incredipal Podcast, where we learn how to become the best versions of ourselves from learning from each other. I have Jennifer Barbosa with me, and I'm super excited to learn about all that she does at ISP. Jennifer, can you introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thank you, Paul, first of all, for um, the invitation. Um, again, my name is Jennifer Barbosa. I own International Supply Partners. I am a mom of three hmm. and a serial entrepreneur and somewhat of a workaholic. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and let's see, I'm a uh, first-generation American of Cape Verdean immigrants. Wow. Um, my family has um, a lot of history and culture from the Cape Verde Islands. My grandfather was um, a businessman himself and did a lot of import-export between the U.S. and the islands and just come from a huge family he was he my grandfather had 32 kids wait can you repeat that how <laughs> many kids 32. 32 32 wow yeah and i know all 32 of my aunts and uncles well wow. 31 my 31. mom yeah <laughs> that's impressive i my each of my parents had like six siblings, and I don't even know all my cousins. <laughs> yeah, oh, and my grandmother, she's um, one of my grandmother is a hundred and five, going on a hundred and six, and then my other grandma just turned ninety six. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that is. So I'll be around cool. for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is super cool. So a, a, a little bit to unpack there. I heard you say serial entrepreneur. So can you, um, I think, I, I know what that means, but I don't know if everyone else knows what that necessarily means and what are some of the stuff you've worked on in the past. Yeah, so serial entrepreneur, the way I look at it is, you know, I, I love 
business. I love um, running a business. I love the excitement of starting a new business. And I've had multiple businesses um, and I have multiple businesses. I also own a small um, boutique insurance agency, Barbosa Benefits and Financial Services. And wow. I've had that business for over 10 years now. Um, before that, I've had, well, I, I'll go down the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I... Uh, I worked, um, I had a jewelry store. I was actually the first um, black woman owned jewelry store in Rhode Island where I grew up. Wow. And I actually um, brought, believe it or not, how I, my jewelry company, jewelry store started is I started selling grills. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was slanging grills out the trunk of the car. And nice. within three months opened up the shop and was selling fine jewelry. Wow. Um, I've uh, had a real estate office and mortgage office. Um, so uh, right before the housing collapse, I ha had a mortgage um, uh, office with, uh, I think about, at the, I think the peak, I had about five um, uh, loan officers working wow. in the office. And then I've done real estate um, de uh, uh, development. Um, Developed some properties. I owned a small um, uh, female caddy service for golfers. And I've had a small cleaning business that I um, helped get together. My, my father now still owns one. We grew up um, with his janitorial cleaning business. Yeah. So I grew up in that industry as well. Um, I'm trying to think what else have I done. That's a lot. Oh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. I've actually done matchmaking as well. I was a um a, a private matchmaker. Really? Wow. Man. So, how do you go about starting some of these businesses? Is it just an idea, or trying to solve an issue, or like you talking through like? Just one of them. I know there's probably a lot of different scenarios. So owning businesses, you know, as you, as you learn, right? So early on, I came up with an idea. If I got excited about it, I just jumped in. I just, just do it. Yeah. And I would go write out the ideas, write the business plan, mm -hmm. get the business registered, do everything, plan out how I'm going to market all of that and just go in. And yeah. most of my businesses, I bootstrapped like wow. all of it. And so through that, obviously, you know, you, you'll have um, failures if you don't have a great plan. Not all ideas are great ideas. Uh -huh. uh, there are things that you need to consider, but uh, an entrepreneur doesn't really look at from my experiences and talking to other entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs for that, we don't look at the details and the hurdles that we're going to be up against. We just see the big picture and what it could be, the possibilities, right? And we tunnel vision on that and yeah. don't worry about all of the rest of the stuff, which, which is good, but can also be detrimental. Um, all of those businesses um, and the you know, some businesses that just didn't think it was viable. Mm -hmm. Other businesses um, 
I had to let go of because of life events mm -hmm. that prevented me from being able to sustain it. And others, I just failed because I did not pay attention or I didn't do what was necessary or I got ahead of myself before I was really ready to take that next step. Mm. Uh, a variety of different things. Trusting. Um, I lost my jewelry business, honestly, to trusting an employee that I thought I could trust oh. and um, entrusted him with uh, watching the store and doing everything while I went um, on a trip away mm -hmm. out of town for, I think it was like a, almost a week. Mm -hmm. And while I was gone, he stole everything. Wow. And all of our, um, and, you know, all of my proprietary information and. What? And yes. Yes. It's hard in these streets. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> How do you, like, I can't even imagine, like, coming, you're on vacation, like, trying to unplug. Yeah. Come back to that. Like, how do you. You come, and, and I really, even when I got back, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of what was going on. Yeah. But he had plenty of time and opportunity to gather. And so he went in and tried to start his own business. Um, but uh, I know karma is a true thing. Yeah. Um, because although, you know, he did well at first, um, you know, when you're, when you are a liar, a crook, yeah. and you take advantage of people, um, it'll come back because that's, that's your, you know, if that's your MO, you're going to keep yeah. doing that. So mm -hmm. he's, he's been, he had, I, from what I, um, heard and had, um, heard of, uh, he had been robbed multiple times. Wow. <laughs> uh, death threats. I mean, you know, jewelry. And, yeah. You know, and depending who your clientele is, you're dealing with a different type of clientele. Mm, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That's, that's just a lot to unpack there. Just like getting trusted someone and like, all of that, just taking everything and then them trying to start their own business on top of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it happens often. Really? Yeah, I, I believe it does, you know, because you need help as you're growing and mm -hmm. you think you have someone that you can uh, rely on and trust. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you do too much of that and sometimes you don't do enough of it. Mm -hmm. And it can prevent you from growing if yeah. you're not willing to let go of some of the responsibilities and allow others to assist and take on, you know, other uh, parts and processes of the company. That makes sense. So talk me through, because I'm sure, like, after that experience, there's more of a vetting process you, you go through or... Like, what does it look like when you're you're starting a, a new business or starting a, a new endeavor as far as how do you know someone is someone you can trust? I mean, maybe you never really truly know, but how do you? You never really truly know. You just have to be selective on what you are giving them access to okay, yeah. or information. And then also protecting how you can, if at any point you feel like... Um, this isn't some, this isn't going to work out. It may not necessarily be that they're untrustworthy mm -hmm. or have shown you that they're untrustworthy. You still have to protect your assets, right? Yeah. So yeah. 
having generic passwords and changing them um, as soon or when you anticipate you want to lock people out of access mm. of your business um, if you as soon as you know whether they know or not yeah that they're no longer going to be a part of the company yeah um doing your background references you know all mm. of that stuff i think it matters and it's going to be on a case-by-case -case and position depending on the capacity of their role and the accessibility they have to other private or high sense high level sensitive information yeah wow oh that that, that all makes sense makes yeah. sense so i'm gonna switch gears a little and, and ask a little bit more about your background and your shirts uh, sure. there's a article uh that i read about you and it says that you are if not already the queen supplier of atlanta so uh, talk to me a little bit about um, how ISP came to be and um, what what it's going through, what it's doing right now. Okay, so I started ISP back in 2016. At the time, I had just moved to Atlanta um, with my then husband and our six kids, and um, was somewhat. Uh, I still had my insurance agency, but I had just had my son. Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel a little bit stuck? Then coaching may be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship that's totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life, want to start seeing results, reach out to Incredible for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to paulferrandi.com or at I am Incredible on all my socials. Click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the best version of yourself. Uh, my youngest son. And so I was kind of more of a stay at home mom. Mm. And so when I would be home with the baby and while the other kids were in school, I was honestly bored. I don't know if being a stay-at-home mom was meant for me. Yeah, that's fair. And I I really find fulfillment in doing things and mm -hmm. doing productive things. I don't watch TV much. Mm -hmm. um, if I listen to I, I I listen to music sometimes, but I rather listen to podcasts and mm -hmm. uh, audiobooks. Yeah, uh, I love in learning and learning new things. So yeah. how I started the company and oh, well, how I got the idea was through a, um, a former client of mine that I used to do insurance for. He was a government yeah. contractor and he um, sold copy paper and did very well. Yeah. And I serviced federal employees and government contractors when I lived in the DC area. Um, and knew that government contracting was a thing. Mm -hmm. So when I came up with the idea, I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna sell to the government. I don't know what, <laughs> but I wanna sell something to the government. Yeah. And I was familiar with the cleaning industry and supplies and things like that from my dad's company. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I was going to sell office and cleaning supplies. And so I went ahead, I registered the company and I immediately got all of my 
uh, government certifications, my DBE, MBE, WOSB with the SBA and the local state and the GDOT, um, which is the Georgia Department of Transportation. I got all my certifications before I sold the thing and um, started doing that. That, uh, the company, I did get a few accounts, but it, again, as an entrepreneur, you, you see the vision and you're not yeah. realizing the amount of work that come, goes into it. I, yeah. It was not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. I was competing against, you know, Amazon and all these other big box companies. Wow. Um, so they, it was really competitive in pricing. And doing government contract, which is a great, great avenue, is, um, can take time. And it takes a lot of work. So it's not an overnight thing. Uh, during, during that same time, uh, because I had already been in, in the insurance industry for so long, mm -hmm. I was also getting recruited um, and invited to continue to do the insurance. And so that, you know, eventually started to take more of my time. Oh, okay. And um, so ISP was kind of in the back burner for a little bit okay. and small accounts, but nothing yeah. very active, nothing that consumed much of time for yeah. me. Fast forward to the pandemic, uh, lose my position as a benefits uh, consultant for companies. Oh, and I started to receive calls from my manufacturers asking me if I needed PPE. Now this is before with the lockdown. Oh, wow. And so I really wasn't understanding what was going on. I just knew that something was up yeah. because my manufacturers were converting from uh, production of their regular products to PPE. Yeah. And the few people that did know of my supply company started to reach out to me asking me if I had access to any PPE in large um, volumes. Mm -hmm. And so, although a lot of people were going through very difficult times, and actually, as a matter of fact, I was myself because I was going through a divorce as well. Oh, man. And so I had already moved out, moved into a new place with myself and my, uh, my children, my three children, mm -hmm. and uh, going through the divorce, now the pandemic, I really didn't have a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and I did not have a lot of bore or slow time. I was actually inundated with phone calls and emails and mm -hmm. conversations on uh, accessing and supplying PPE. Mm -hmm. And so while everyone was complaining about being bored and making TikTok videos, <laughs> <laughs> You're out here working these streets. I'm out here working. <laughs> and that's exactly how um, International Supply Partners started to grow. And so I started to serve hospitals, health centers, local governments uh, in supplying and expanded our, um, our capability to supply a variety of things because we have relationships with manufacturers. So there's not a limit in regards to what we can offer. Wow. And um, we have, uh, we connect with manufacturers, both domestic as well as international. Wow. 
That is an amazing story. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> and so people are like, oh, how did that? Well, actually, it's kind of like by accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the, the fact that you could you could notice what was going on and just hold in on it. Um, yeah, it, it was, it's a blessing. It's It's been a lot of learning. I've expanded my knowledge, um, expanded my network, strengthened my relationships and improved upon. So now I spend a lot of time um, keeping my finger on the pulse within the supply mm -hmm. chain industry, understanding what's going on around the world and looking at the ripple effect and how it impacts us, but most mm -hmm. importantly, how it's going to impact the clients that I supply to. Yeah. And trying to get ahead of things, trying to provide valuable information that they need to utilize in their planning of um, purchase, purchasing and procurement of needed and essential products and items that they need to operate. Wow, that's amazing. So I know you talked about ISP, all these different things you're doing. Um, is this a, a one-woman show or how, how are you doing all these things? Do you have a contractor, a team, or yeah? I have a small team. Um, I, I have, and so I am a true believer in letting people do what they're good at and mm. focusing on what you're good at. Mm. Now, it, obviously when you start up a company in the beginning that's not necessarily or always the option that you have yeah. you oftentimes have to be everything from ceo to the janitor yeah. and everything in between right yeah yeah um but you know outsourcing certain uh services and work that i need support um leveraging it fiber's great upwork is great awesome um contracting uh capable um staffing from overseas as well as local and partnering up with other companies and leveraging their skill sets and capabilities and lending our skill sets and capabilities I, I am a true believer in partnership. And the way I look at partnership is not just with uh, other companies that we're working with, but also our partnership is the position of how we serve our customers, mm. understanding their business, understanding yeah. what their needs are and understanding the way they operate so that we can figure out what is the best way to support them with the supplies and equipments that we're providing and making sure that it meets their target budget, you know, it, it maybe even open up their budget and allow mm -hmm. more um, room, uh, getting more cost savings or mm -hmm. getting the needed product to them in a timely fashion or yeah. expeditiously if it's urgent. Yeah. Wow. So it seems like you have a really close relationships with the people you do business with. And do you think that sets you apart from your competitors? Yeah, it's. It, I think it does. I truly believe it. it's really important to me. Uh, I do believe in having a true relationship with my customers, with my clients, yeah. and really understanding the individual that I'm communicating with and their role within the organization that they're working and the organization as a whole. And 
that is a big reason why we have stellar references from our clientele that they've mm. written letters on our behalf they've um, given nice, us great nice. reviews and it's why i believe that we're going to be able to sustain for the long term despite challenges that are inevitable for any company mm -hmm. it's the relationships it's understanding and really managing those relationships those personal relationships my clients can call me on my text uh, on cell phone text me and if there's something that they need urgently, I am going to do my best to be able to supply and serve them. That's amazing. Yeah, that I, I definitely think that that separates you from those other kind of like the, the Amazons or kind of those larger businesses where you may not necessarily talk to the person who's doing a lot of the work. You just get yeah, thrown around. Yeah, and most of the time it's just a, a AI, a computer. <laughs> or some kind of electronic system that is just pushing out information and you're just a number of just a purchase order number. Yeah, exactly. So how would you say you, you go about building those relationships, like either with current customers or new customers? Consistency, following up, trying to do my due diligence and um, maybe some background uh, study on them, on the individual that I'm looking to build a relationship with and asking for an opportunity to serve them. Mm. You know, and I, I, I say this all the time and I truly mean it. I said, I will be happy if you buy a pack of pencils for me. Allow me the opportunity to serve you Mm -hmm. and 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 show you how we do it yeah. and then maybe you can trust us with supplying you with more and yeah. then over time build upon that yeah i'm i'm not um as concerned about the size of the order as much as an opportunity to supply the order and do a good job for our customers that's amazing sounds a lot like servant leadership to me yeah, it, you know, and because of a lot of our customers, hospitals, health centers, it becomes more personal for me because I understand who they are serving, who their clients are. And so I feel it is a, our role is very important in making sure that we deliver what we say that we're going to do. And if we can't, for whatever reason, that we get ahead of it and communicate and have clear um, communication and transparency as to what is going on and then partner up with them in finding a resolution because these items may be essential to how they are serving um, their customers and their, their the patients, the clients. And so it's not just a, oh, sorry, your package was late. No, this package had life-saving equipment yes. that was needed and urgent. You know, if it's, you know, whether it's uh, equipment for a surgery for the baby mm -hmm. in the, you know, in NICU or a child yes. that is fighting cancer or mm -hmm. a patient that really needs um, to be treated by a physician and the physician needs certain supplies to be able to protect themselves and care for the patient. Mm -hmm. um, and a, a company that needs the supplies, a, a law firm, we supplied yeah. um, supplies to a law firm that was working on a large case and they wanted to do business. Um, their client, if I recall correctly, 
said, specifically said that um, they want them to, all of their uh, resources had to come from a, a black owned company. And so they came to us and asked us to supply the um, office supplies that they needed for their case. And it was a big case. Wow. And I was honored that we were chosen and had the opportunity. And I wanted to make sure they got everything that they needed yeah. expeditiously. Nice. That's really cool. I like, it seems like a lot of stuff you do is with hospitals. And so my wife, my wife's a nurse in a critical care floor. And so like through the pandemic and just treating people with COVID, those, that stuff really makes a difference. It is. It's in... Yeah. Although the rest of the world just learned about PPE during the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, it's PPE has always been around as mm -hmm. long as they were, you know, it's, and it's not just in the healthcare industry, it's in construction, yeah. it's in industrial, it's in a variety of different industries. It's personal yeah. protective equipment to yeah. operate and do the things that you need. Um, and so we just know about it because of the pandemic. It's never, it's not going away. Yeah, no, that that's so true. I think people didn't realize the mass, but so I also work full time as an engineer in manufacturing. Okay, uh, so the, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the, the PPE, whether it's your gloves or your hard hat, like um, hair nail, all that stuff. So yeah, understand that. So I, I know you mentioned earlier that you also have uh, three kids. And how do you manage between life and work? So I have a calendar, a color-coded calendar. What <laughs> <laughs> calendar that's dedicated to the kids' schedule. Mm -hmm. um, a calendar that is dedicated to each of my companies. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have my personal calendar. Uh, wow. And everything is color-coded. Uh, I work my calendar. So my two older children, they're old enough and capable enough to put, uh, invite me to events or important dates and, um, to, uh, on the calendar that they share with me nice. so that I can see what's going on or what's coming up. So mm -hmm. when I am scheduling something, I know what I'm working around. Mm -hmm. And so that's number one. Um, yeah. One of the biggest reasons why I'm an entrepreneur and self-employed and run a company is because I have the flexibility and the, the, the command to be able to manage my schedule the way I need it to. Mm -hmm. So because most importantly, I do all of this for my children mm -hmm. and to be able to provide for them, but also to be accessible. I did not want to ask permission to be available for my children mm. and that's really cool that the, they're able to to send you the, the time and request time account i think that's just good life skills but i feel like everything is digital like in work life you know like just firsthand for me anytime i have to schedule a meeting first one bosses like just put it on my calendar yes exactly so, i live by the calendar <laughs> i've got to know what's going on Somebody asked me, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, hold on, let me look at my calendar. Exactly. <laughs> I can exactly. tell you off the top of my head. And if it's not there, it's not happening. Yeah. There's just there's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool. So I know you talked about ISP and talked about serial entrepreneurship. Like what takes up the other portion of your time, you would say? 
Honestly, ISP takes up a, a big portion of my time. Mm -hmm. um, and then my kids, their yeah. schedule. I have a senior um, in high school. My son's going to be graduating this year. Awesome. My daughter Congrats. is. A, yes, um, she's a competitive dancer, so she, she wow. dances. Um, and so that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, she can she puts in almost 20 hours a week of training wow. and dancing and then dances in competitions wow. nationwide um and my youngest son who's six i'm still was trying to figure out what kind of sport we're gonna do for him or what yeah but he's more he he's he's got a brilliant mind mm -hmm. very creative um great in math and engineering so um, he's mentioned talking about being an astronaut. I don't know. Maybe we'll get him into learning how to fly a plane or nice. how to build something. Um, I, I really want to put the kids in a position where they can hone a craft in something that they're passionate about. Yes. Yes. I think that's really key. Because when you have the passion, when things get tough, you still want to continue with it. Correct. Yeah. That's really cool. And I, my background is in engineering, so I'm partial to what he used to talk about, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Um, I mean, he loves to build it. I mean, I might have almost 500 paper airplanes around the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know for me, it was like paper airplanes are like playing with Legos and just doing a yes, lot of stuff. Yes, that too. Um, yeah, that, that's really funny. So as you have you gone through the, this process of entrepreneurship, have, did you have any other key friends or mentors that kind of helped you along the way? Absolutely, absolutely. I um, I've gone. I've had a, a few coaches. Mm -hmm. um, I'm uh, a, ment a couple mentors, um, and I'm always looking for the next one. Mm -hmm. um, there are multiple areas that need to be coached on from personal yeah. to business yeah that's true you know um and so i've had friends um as well as other professional um colleagues who have coached me through um i went through therapy during the pandemic and before the um, pandemic to get through my divorce mm. and uh i used the um the pain and i put that energy into my company to grow mm -hmm. but even through that i had some hard experiences and losses uh, um, i've lost what i thought were friendships mm -hmm. i've you know i've you know it, it it's the, all of those things and so you need to be able to connect with people who are experts in managing and assessing those chapters in your life mm -hmm. and experiences. You need to be able to speak with someone who's already been through what you're going through mm -hmm. um, and can walk you through and give you a, a clearer perspective from the other side or an objective perspective. You need to talk to people who can give you a heads up on what's to come. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's it, life isn't a smooth ride. Yeah, so true. You know, so you want to be able to surround yourself with strong people, knowledgeable mm. people, um, caring people who mm. are good at 
whatever chapter or topic or profession that they're good at that can mm-hmm. coach you through. Uh, in finance, you need mm-hmm. a good accountant, um, financial coach. You need a good um, business development coach. Mm-hmm. You need a good marketer. I mean, this everything that you need for your business, I believe that you should have someone who's good at that that can coach you through or um, help you connect with the right resources to get through those. When I talk with people, sometimes they talk about just having a mentorship or a coach and just talk about one. And uh, it's really, I think it's an impossibility to try and put all of that on one person. No, and everybody has their strong suit. Mm -hmm. And you want to work with different people because they're going to give you different perspectives Mm -hmm. and different uh, approaches. And so you want to be able to tap into it. And you'll have those relationships and, you know, not all of them are going to last forever, mm-hmm. but they're going to get you through the chapter that you are going through um, and to the next one. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just talk about different chapters because there are those different moments, like when you were starting off your business versus like where you are now is a whole different chapter. And that means different types of mentors or different types of coaches because maybe the people that you started off with may or may not have grown to the same level that you are right now. Correct. Correct. And, and you, you want to be coached and mentored by people who are where you are aspiring to get to. Mm-hmm. And you, and once you get there, you may need somebody who's exceeded to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. And you want people who are going to give you tough love, yeah. tough support, yeah. get you going and motivate, you know, all of those things matter. Yes, definitely. So we're about out of time and that really flew by. That sure <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really flew by. But is there is there anything else you, you like to, to share about uh, your your journey or about entrepreneurship in general that you haven't hit on yet? Well, yes, actually. I am um, working on another project. <laughs> um, and this one's going to be more focused on uh, talking about and talking to women who either have gone through hard relationships Mm. Um, going through a hard chapter in their life, um, who are also parents and are in an entrepreneurship or are seeking. And I am very interested in speaking the truth about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm. Being really raw about it and really honest. Because I think oftentimes we see people who we aspire to be like, yeah. They kind of skim over the hard stuff mm. or the ugly things and yeah. make it seem like it's, oh, it's no problem. And while you're going through it and you're like, I must, there must be something wrong with me. Yeah. I must not be strong enough mm-hmm. because this person did it, but they, you know, they said that they went through something like me and, 
but they seem fine and they said they just got through it. They didn't talk about what really went on and Mm -hmm. those those dark moments Mm -hmm. and how you got through it and what it really felt like. I think it's important that you can speak to or hear from people who got through to the other side. Yes. But can speak to you um, and in almost validate that what you're going through is normal. Yes. That it is not uncommon and that it is possible to push through the pain and get to the other side. That's remarkable. I think I, I know someone that would be perfect to put you in touch with about this topic. She's actually, she's okay. a video on the podcast actually, uh, Shanice Thomas. She's a purpose coach. Um, and it really came through some of the, the hardship that she had to go through. Um, so I'll I'll, def- I'll put you in contact with her. I think absolutely, I would love that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because I I'm, I've thought about um, coaching, um, definitely a podcast as well, mm-hmm. and um, working on a book um, awesome. about my life experiences, and yeah. hopefully it can be an inspiration to others and um, even a planner, my own planner to you know, work on the personal and the business. Yes, um, that's that's remarkable. I love that. So I want to make sure people know how to, to find you, find your business. So whether it's your, your socials, website, how can we get, what, if it's personal protective equipment or the other stuff you do, how can we get in contact with you? So you can um, look us up online, International Supply Partners. Uh, social media is um, International Supply Partners I, or I-N-T-L-S-P-P-L-Y-P-R-T-N-R-S. So without the vowels. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, if you want to follow me personally on IG, it's Bossy Barbosa. And um, you can email me. Uh, my email is jennifer at bizsupplyorders.com. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, just going through your journey through serial entrepreneurship and ISP and all the, the great stuff you're doing in the PPE space and what you're aspiring to do uh, with women and, and with their different experiences and just unlocking the that there is pain and hurt, but you still can get through it. And I, I think that's really powerful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to sit in on your podcast, Paul. Thank you. Well, I, I hope you have a, a good night. And for all those listening, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope you, you learned a little from Jennifer's experiences about life and uh, business and all of the above. Uh, until next time. Thank you for listening to the Incredible Paul Podcast with Paul Ferranbi. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. And be incredible. Incredible. incredible.